0: So today's guest is Garrett King, aka Short Stash, an ambitious hustler born and raised in Texas and now residing in Fort Collins, Colorado, an adventurous lifestyle with a knack for change are what help him constantly grow as a person. He's both inspired and humbled daily by others around him and constantly driven by talented artists who are hungry for success. The blending of lifestyle photography with the splash of adventure are what make up his unique aesthetic. He engages in videography as well, whether it's in the air or on the ground, capturing the moments in all their glory. Garrett, what up, dog? Welcome to the show. Yo, what's up? Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. How you doing?
1: Good, good. Just, uh, living, man. <laughs> living the good life. <laughs> Something like that. Now I live up in Seattle as of like a um, month, uh, two months ago.
0: Oh, dude, I got the outdated bio, bro. We gotta update
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm working on my website right now. In the next week or so, it's gonna be overhauled with about five months of content.
0: Dude, that's rad. That's a bummer. I just missed you then. I didn't know. Uh, I flew out of Seattle to London and I stayed in Olympia the two prior days at Jacob Witzling's cabin. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was, so, yeah. That's I only like hit- an hour and a half from me. Dude, I should have hit you up. Even when I got in, I, uh, yeah, even when I got in, I could have swung through and just settled up. But at least now I know you're close, bro, because I'm just, it's just an eight hour drive. So, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to come see you, bro. I'm going <laughs> to come slide through in real life, bro. No that DM nonsense.
1: Yeah, that sounds good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, why don't you let the community, you know, know a little bit more about yourself? Sure. So, uh, a lot of
1: my close buddies know that I used to be in design. And so I was a uh, graphic designer, web designer, like art director for close to six and a half years or so before I decided I was going to do full time photography. So I did that. That was my first love and passion was design. And it still is. Um, I really, really, really love and appreciate good design. And, um, especially when it's paired with incredible photography i think it's it's super powerful as a duo and so i've always been drawn to photography and wanted to do it just to know how that was going to happen and just stayed so busy with design that i never really had to think about um kind of another career until um, instagram came along and i uh i kind of got into all that when i moved to colorado and had really no friends or family up there in denver at least and um yeah, I started meeting new people and reaching out and um, really, really getting to, I would say, a good place uh, as far as like personal growth um, for myself to just like kind of reach a tier, then go to the next tier and like talk to people I haven't met or like greet a stranger or, you know, buy someone's lunch behind you and stuff like that. And it's helped me really grow and reach out and Instagram kind of opened that up for me to meet other creatives. Some of the guys I was working with at a creative agency were on Instagram and all kind of shared like that creative passion and photography and, uh, yeah, kind of exploring around. So that's how I got into it was, um, moving to Colorado and getting out and exploring new places. So now I switched up after three years being there and now I live in Seattle. I just wanted to move just for fun, just change the scenery. <laughs> so
0: I, I feel it's you packed up. Yep. It's, uh, I'm similar into where I don't necessarily like to be in one place for too long, you know? It's nice sure. to it's nice to try try new things and be in a new environment. It's inspiring. Yeah, 100%. You come from super humble beginnings. I'd love for you to just share uh, a little bit about your just early life story, you know, kind of your background, the type of family, the type of area you grew up in, and, you know, kind of how you just through hard work and just fighting and persevering forward, uh, how you got to you know where you're at today? I grew up in Emerald, Texas, and uh had a lot of good
1: buddies um had a lot of bad buddies. <laughs> I, I got along with kind of every person in the crowd. It's a small ish city, but it's big enough to grow up in. I had a blast and like really learned a lot about myself and kind of what I wanted to do. I luckily had uh good friends that were competitive academically that helped me. Um, kind of stay on top of that and keep my head straight. Uh, my mom, my dad, and my stepmom are super supportive. Uh, growing up, I lived with my mom my first kind of part of my life till about like sixth grade. Then I moved in with my dad and my stepmom and kind of on the other side of town uh, away from my mom. And so I kind of grew up in one side of town, went to school on the other. And uh, yeah, it just really helped me grow uh, knowing that like we weren't necessarily in the best neighborhood. But it uh yeah the people i met around there and the things i saw growing up just helped me stay thankful for like what my family had provided me with and you know it was just like a couple streets down there's like you know pretty rough houses and you know people and stuff like that and my dad my stepmom just always encouraged me to um stay thankful and humble and like know that um no one's you know better than each other And that we all just have, you know, got blessed with different decisions and different opportunities and things that we were able to capitalize on. And, you know, one thing could change someone's life. Just you never know who you meet, who you talk to, Um, you know, make that person's day. And so I think I just got really heavily influenced um, by them to always, 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 always remember that you don't know what everybody's going through. And so I think that's important still. I, I lose track of that. I can get upset or catch myself being rude to somebody or get upset about something dumb and just realize that, you know, you don't know what people are going through and uh, people don't know what I'm going through and stuff like that. So I think, um, you know, those those beginnings really helped me shape who I was and who I've become, and I stay super thankful for that and also grew up, like, in a super loving church that people were just, like, really down to earth and uh, would help out with anything, and it's just, like, a good – uh, base for me to grow uh, especially with a lot of adversity that was around me so yeah like I had a I had a, ta- a lot a lot a lot of deaths in my life growing up like a lot of buddies die there's a lot of suicides growing up a lot of accidents stuff like that dealing with that at a young age was tough to mentally accept and move past and grow from I just it was so hard to comprehend what was happening at the time and I think that it just constantly kept me grounded knowing that it could all end at any given moment, uh, you know, or reach out to your friends that you think aren't doing that great or just like be that light for people, you know, when they're in a dark place cuz you just never know yeah what they're going through. And so um I think that shaped me quite a bit uh to be super strong and to be the tough one, you know, out of my buddies or just like mentally stay strong for others. So uh, I think that really, really helped me, especially within my career now, uh, meeting new people and just loving on people. Cause I, I'm kind of moving in a, in a way that I want to end up teaching people and help any way I can. Um, so I feel like, you know, my mom and my sister are both teachers and my mom just retired, but I think I have that in my blood to just like love on other people and help. So, um, as far as, you know, where I'm at right now, I think that that's really shaped me as a child to growing up in middle school and high school and being who I am today, I'm just thankful that everybody who helped me grow at a young age definitely still have an impact on me now.
0: That was beautiful, man. I I really appreciate (laughs) it. Seriously. I I appreciate you being with us. Uh, You know, you're a champion of the people and you're just one of those real dudes that is is a real champion of the people who's there to help and support and uplift and bring together and collaborate. And those people are rare, man. There's a lot of just selfish people that just care a lot more about themselves than they do about, you know, just the collective whole. And so when you meet people like you, man, it's just always uh, it's always refreshing. It's always nice to know that there's more, you know, there's more of us out there.
1: I, yeah, man. I That's like the only way to be to me is, you know, if you took away all technology and just – Anything, man, food, water, all you have are just each other and um, relationships in your life. And I've told so many people that, that those are the things that you cherish, you know, uh, without people, it's hard to make memories and like, you can't share them with anyone else if you don't have people in your life. Like this thing, it's important to keep that, that grounding of just communication with people and um, generosity and just level with anyone. I think that's, that's huge, especially we need that now more than ever in our life. And um, I'm no better than anybody else, man. That's for sure. Half the time people ask me, I just say, I'm just figuring it out daily. I don't have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the
0: best though. That's exciting. It's an adventure. Yeah, it's yeah man.
1: And that's why I like it. It's because I, I don't have some like master plan or some – like uh, I have goals, but I don't have some like master plan or some – Shortcut or some like here's my certain keys to success and bullet points for people to follow. I have no idea, man. I'm just making them up daily, scratching them off, erasing them, putting something else new that I think is better. Or the next day I might erase all of it and like
0: start over. I don't know. <laughs> right. So speaking of memories, you know, photography, filmmaking, those are great ways to capture and, and share memories. How did you get started, and and which one came first? I know you do both and you do them well, but which one uh, kind of started everything off?
1: So, photo for sure because,
0: yeah, man, it was like you on your iPhone too, right? So yeah, not even it wasn't like DSLR photography. You no. started at, what phone were you shooting on? Oh
1: man, it was the five S at the time, and. You know, a lot of my day one buddies back in Colorado, uh, Adrian Orbaez and like Aaron Patterson Jared Tadlock and a couple of these guys and Drew Wallace and these dudes that when we were out and about, uh, just trying to get out in Colorado and like spend time every weekend, every moment, cause we all had other full time jobs, um, to get out and find something new. Like, oh, let's check this place out. Let's check this place out. And we might be driving all weekend long. Like, you know, let's hit Utah. Let's hit, whatever, just to go explore new places with new friends. And um, I thought that was a blast. And all I had at the time was just like my phone. And so, but we all did. None of us ever shot with a real camera really. And so we just used our phone. And to me back then, like that's what Instagram was about was everybody has the same tool. How creative can you be in that same medium? We all have this one square to play with. Like what is that dynamic and how are you going to, you know, Put your spin on it, so it was so cool to uh, see like dude, I cannot believe this guy took this with his phone and like his editing style on his phone or like it just just blew my mind so that and the possibilities were endless and so it was so fun because it was just all this remaining in your pocket and then you could get on Instagram and it was like a whole world of people that would share the exact same experience with their phone
0: and um, yeah it was that's what started for me I thought it was so rad did you have any idea that like at the time it was going to turn into what it turned into? No way, man. I had no idea that, I mean, back then,
1: like, if you were a suggested user, they had, like, a bio of you on a page, and it was like, yo, this dude is doing it. I don't know who this guy is, but um, a lot of the big names were on these pages, and I was like, that would be crazy. I don't know how they got to that point or, like, if they have been shooting for a long time. I just had no idea what had been propelled from that because the Instagram world I knew before I moved to Colorado was just, like, college people or just like chicks doing whatever and like just buddies sharing like stupid stuff or whatever little did I know it was going to be like a portfolio of like moments and memories that I've shared and so there's like a whole nother world of dynamic out there that was like yo I had no idea people actually like showcase the places they went I just thought it was all kind of like basically what Snapchat is now Uh, I thought it was you know that and so it just blew my mind that the places people were going and that you could share it and like show people and it was just wild man it opened up my eyes to just travel more and um it you know caused me to work harder at work and like designing and like gain inspiration from being outside and yeah it was just like all working together in such a cool way that helped me um grow just like in as a designer and as a, as a phone photographer <laughs>
0: Dude, that's beautiful. So sounds like so the early days of Instagram were definitely you know beneficial and empowering to, uh, you know where you are now, and it got you outside and got you creating and for sure. You had a little homie with you throughout this, Mella. Uh, yep. A lot of you guys are probably familiar with Mela. You know, uh, Garrett posts lots of photos of his his beloved dog uh what type what dude what type of dog is is Mella and what's your relationship like with her so
1: she is a uh, red healer so a lot of people it's funny when they ask hey is this a blue healer and then they feel dumb because i'm like well she's a red healer because her color and they instantly think like oh okay yeah that makes sense uh because there's only like you know uh blue healers are kind of i'd say it's like a 70-30 split like there's more blue healers and red healers and I grew up with an awesome blue healer named Jenny and uh, That was my my stepmom my dad's dog And so I I love the cattle dog kind of persona and so I got her in college uh, My dad was actually like you might wait. You're pretty busy Like I don't really know if a dog is a great option right now, and it totally made sense but I just did it anyway, and so at the time I was dating this girl and uh, she definitely was like the closing factor on getting her. Um, I was 21 and no, I was, I wasn't even 21 yet. I was barely 20 years old and I like went to this spot and found her and she was a little too early to get and she was around like five and a half weeks and, uh, they needed to get rid of them. And so I got her a little too early and she was about the size of her head. And so I got her, took her home. All of a sudden, it was like love at first sight. The girl I was dating at the time showed up. and was like, you have to get her. You just have to. So peer pressure, got Mella. I named her. Her full name is Carmella. And so uh, she had a caramel face as a baby and was the only like mellow one out of her whole litter. And so I just named her Carmella and just Mella for short. So girl has been with me. She'll be eight years old. Uh, this February. So she has been from city to city, state to state. She's just roamed all over the West coast and like all over like central America, like us. And now like the goal is to be taking her all around the world with me. And so she is my companion and to her, I'm like her mom, dad, and boyfriend. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I love that, man. I'm sitting here trying not to laugh because I, yeah. dude, I bought my first dog, you know, that I purchased myself, mm-hmm. uh, at 20 in college, you know, girlfriend had a lot to do with it. Uh, yep. and then <laughs> sa- sadly during the breakup, she, you know, she kept the, I was the, I was the gentleman, you know, and mm-hmm. let her keep, keep the dog, but it all worked out. Cause now I have an amazing German shepherd, which I sent you a picture of earlier. <laughs> yeah, <too>. yeah. <laughs> Yep.
1: It's the best, man. Yeah, I can't believe it's been almost eight years together and it's wild. And so for those that are asking, I just turned 28 this past October 13th. A lot of people don't know my age. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a while, man. It's been a crazy yeah, eight years with her. And I hope that she has another eight in her because she's.
0: In good health and is, she's, uh, she's loved, bro. She's loved. That's the most yeah. important thing, dog. She's gonna be with you, bro, because she's loved. And yeah. yeah. Hopefully, she goes for another another ten, another fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, so, so the girl, the girl was this Molly. No, that was like the, like the last person. Pre Molly. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, um the girl I was in in college, name was Kate she uh she was awesome and she is still like mellows like first mom <laughs> so,
0: that's so great do you uh, still so, so you guys probably still communicate from time to time and so
1: yeah yeah years. yeah like we would keep up every now and then uh visiting back in, in amarillo and uh, she'd ask how mellow was and uh stuff like that and i think um she kate's married now and has like uh, her own pop and so it's just it's just fun like looking back in college and knowing like that I've had her so long. And, uh, yeah, Molly was her second mama and, uh, she, Mella had a, had a, uh, brother for a while because Molly got a dog named Oliver and he, uh, he's like bonded to Mella for a while. And so, uh, it's just funny. All the, all the dogs she's met now. Now she's like rooming with my uh, roommate, Jesse Talavera. His dog's name's Koya. So she got friends everywhere.
0: just just like just like just like her pops yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: so after that you know you you fell in love with this girl uh named molly and Mm -hmm. things didn't quite work out and so i'm i'm curious to how that uh you know how did that help you grow and develop as a man uh as an as an artist you know how did you deal with that heartbreak
1: yeah so i she taught me a lot about who I was and things I needed to change and my mistakes and you know, every decision that goes in your life you pay for whether it's good or bad. And I think that it's what helps you grow as a person. And when I was just by myself in Colorado, I was able to really dig deep and reach out to people, talk to different people, go see places by myself. Go see movies by myself. Just like, go do stuff, man. Just stay busy. Stay active. Don't get set in, in a negative mindset. And, um, don't be afraid to talk to people and strangers and this person, and that person. I think it just really, really made me think it's sink or swim. I am not going to sink. I have to push forward and I'm going to harness like the, the pain and the negative energy or whatever I need to do to push forward. And just, like, propel myself to a better state of mind and, like, you know, career. And um, whether that might be with friends or my job or just life in general, it's, like, it's time to, to get after it. And so um, it just really helped me. And I, and I know that uh, I'm sure she went through the same thing and, like, really pushed hard for her career and the things she was wanting to do and the stuff that she was able to accomplish. I think it was just huge uh, for both of us. And, you know, life just has a weird way of, of working itself out. And that was like, that was like three and a half, almost four years ago. So that's wild. And I've just, yeah, i been on the road and finding new friends, places, stuff to do and things to experience. And yeah, I think that, you know, when certain things don't work out in your life, it's easy to get upset. And like, be broken for a while. And I feel like that's such an important thing to experience. Let yourself be broken. Let yourself be hurt. Grieve. Push yourself to get over it and to, like, acknowledge what happened. If you made a mistake, feel the pain that you have, you know, and, like, grow from that, man. Like, absorb it. Don't ignore it. Don't run from it. Absorb it and move past it. And I think that it's it's just so important to do that. And that's something I've learned along my life is not to just push away um bad experiences or push away mistakes. It's like you need to take into account what happened, like push push it, you know, into your heart, let you, you know, absorb it and then find a way to uh move past it and grow and just like love the process. So and that's with anything, man. Photography when projects don't work out the way, like you, you had this envision, this just really epic scene or something and it like doesn't happen or the weather sucks uh it's like you know what like this is a challenge for me to put a you know put some sauce on it man and like make something awesome and change the way people think change the way i think like run with it go with it push it and yeah man you just can't you can't expect things to always go right in life and i think that uh, that's part of the the blessing so
0: i'm, I'm thankful for all of it That was very well said. I think you have to, you got to experience that pain to transcend and experience the other side. For sure. Because the other side of pain is where all the good stuff lies, but the two go neck and neck together. You know what I mean? So it's it's almost exciting for me every time I experience pain or I go through a very intense month, whether it's work, family, relationships, sometimes like a month that I had in September, it's everything. My entire life is just, I feel like is imploding on me. Sure. And it's rough when you're in that tunnel and you like in a, you like feel like you're in a cave and everything's getting tighter and tighter and heavier. It's a tough place to be, but you got to power through that and you got to soak it in, absorb it, and, and, and understand it, and then be okay with it. Uh, you know, there's no point in resisting because you can't resist what already is. And then focusing your energy on the other side and coming out of that, you know, is always just a blessing because the other side is, you know, new relationships friendships opportunities and just energy to do more things and it's exciting man it's just a it's a great place to be and and even like you said with photography you know being upset because the sunset didn't turn out how you wanted it or whatever and throwing some sauce in it when you said throwing some sauce i'm like in my head i'm like thinking of alchemy i'm like yeah you gotta be an alchemist out there like you know you are in control and, and it's just like okay that didn't work out what are you gonna do to just what are you gonna you know, how are you going to shift your mindset to make the best use out of this scenario? Sure. Time to get it popping, dude. Exactly.
1: (laughs) That's my favorite, you know, part, man, is I just, how can I do it different from the next cat? And like, you know, people are starting to do this and they've like, you know, there's people that are going to crush certain ideas that you've had that you do it well. And then they're going to turn around, figure out how to do it better. And then you're like, that's awesome, man. Like that guy really killed that concept. Now I'm going to, Put some sauce on it and do it differently and then have everybody, you know, just be like, what is that? You know, like that's what I've been trying to do lately with these small videos and animations and stuff is just like change the game, man, and have people really think and engage with like what is happening. Pictures don't always have to stay flat. They don't always have to have like this like insane creativity because you're not always in those elements to do so. It's like, okay, I was not in the best spot. So how can I make this? Interesting, right? Because this dude next to me could have caught a uh, a better shot, and it's like, how do I like stand out, right? So it's like I'm gonna teach myself how to animate. I'm gonna teach myself how to like bring things to life, man. I'm gonna just try to blow people's minds with like inspiration of they can do it. Dude, I if I can do it, anybody can do it. I can tell you that much.
0: Right, and I think what you just said speaks, I think, a lot to your success. Like you're not you're not just settling with like oh. You know, my photography is enough. Like, you're constantly, you know, like, I, you taught yourself how to animate. You're like, I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna push, you know, this to the next level and I wanna create new visual experiences. And, you know, I think that's where the future is. I think the future is creating new visual experiences. Uh, and I think that's how you stand out. I don't necessarily think it's, you know, having to create really crazy, wild images. I just think, sure. you know, I think you can still keep it authentic if if that's your style sure and put a twist on it by animating it or adding video or audio or some type of other element there's just so many different things you just got to get creative and you got to think of yourself as an artist more or less than a photographer because an artist is going to get creative and make something pop where a photographer might feel a little stuck sure and like
1: you know i want people to know that man i get messages every day about you know, when I come out with something new and people are like, how do you do this? What's this called? What's the app? Dude, there's not an app, fam. Like, it's creating. It's, it's not an easy ticket. And also, like, if I come up with something, I studied how to do it, figured it out on my own, like made something visually intriguing. I'm not just gonna, like, give a recipe to someone to go do it. Like, inspire yourself to figure it out like go go or go do it differently like i I don't know man like it's not a it's not me ignoring people or like being rude it's just like yo i uh i took the time to like figure this out i had this concept i wanted to go make it happen and then when i did like just take it for what it is appreciate it and then like go do it better like go do something i don't know just like be inspired and go make something happen I, i don't know because when I see something, I don't DM somebody and be like, "Yo, what is this? How do I do it?" It's like, "Yo, this is rad!" Like, and I appreciate you doing something different, and then that just makes me propel and like go find something. You know, how do I make something sick like that? Because it's not—I'm not a magician, dude. I just try to figure out things to make something cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> no, I, I I couldn't agree more. I uh, I like to meet in the middle. Depending on a it depends on the person. Exactly, or most, yeah. You know, exactly. yeah. Uh, you know I, sometimes I'm more willing to share things with with some people more than others, and I just the reality is, dude, I think some people are more deserving. Some people are just knuckleheads, and they just want all the shortcuts. And so those For are sure. you know, there's the shortcut guy, and then those are people that I know work really hard, and they're just curious. They just thought it was cool, and they want to know. And so I don't mind sharing, you know, something with them. But uh, even yeah, photography locations, like that photo I sent you of, of, of Fenton. Uh, my dog and I in front of that mm-hmm. blue door. Yeah. So a bunch of people in Boise were hitting me up, like, "Oh my gosh, you know, where's that door at? I want to go take portraits there." And I'm like, I could tell them, but I'm just like, "Yeah, like, why don't you go find it? It's downtown." Like that's all yeah. I tell people. I'm like, "The door is downtown." Like, like, I you know, I didn't ask anyone. I was just you know how I found it. I was just wondering. I went on an adventure. And I said I'm going to go explore my city because. my backyard and why wouldn't I want to go walk around and and look at the city through a different lens and see what's there and I found a really cool door and if you want to go shoot there you need to go find the door
1: sure yeah man it's a a weird dynamic like I'll tell a lot of my close buddies where things are or ask them about certain spot like recommendations on stuff or like um, ideas right but I think it's, it's just a level of knowledge like and respect between creatives is is this person genuine when they ask, or is this person just like thirsty for success? And I told her, I don't mind to um, share inspiration or like, hey, dude, I kind of like, went about it in this way and like it works for me. So, and like that's what, that's how I did it. But yeah, I totally, cause I, I ultimately do want to teach people how to do um, their own flavor and their own style. But I, you know, you gotta, you gotta enjoy some type of like personal, like achievement. And you, it's like you can't make up something and then all of a sudden just give it away. Uh, that takes all the, like, fun out of climbing, right? If you just get to the top and then just jump right off, you got to stay for a while and, like, enjoy the view, like, appreciate the struggle to get there and then, like, yeah, go go climb another mountain. I, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So you used to be a designer. I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, but used to be a designer. shouldn't say you used to be a designer because once you're. You are a designer, for sure. Um, but you used to post a lot of stuff, uh, you know, a lot of design-heavy stuff, a lot of signage and typography and different things. Are you still designing? And if so, like, what type of projects are you working on? Sure. So I wish, man. I wish I had um, time. I
1: mean, I, I guess that's a lie. I mean, everybody can make time for certain things, right? But I just, uh, I don't have the the desire to to design as much as I used to I still really appreciate it and I love it I just I am full like fully engulfed in photography and videography so I feel like in my in my spare time I need to learn something new watch tutorial on video like read an article inspiration like just read different ways how to like try to perfect and grow my craft as what I'm doing full time because It's so hard, and even in photography itself, man, it's so hard to do 50-50, like photography and videography. Sometimes you just got to plunge into one and, like, give it 100% in one. It's so hard to split yourself, and that's a dilemma I have right now is because I love still image storytelling as a set, but then videography can actually, you know, bring those ideas to life, man. And so it's just so tough um, doing that. And then you got design on my other brain and I'm like, man, I just, you know, I, I think what I take away from my design right now is just doing really, really elegant typography and like trying to incorporate that slowly into, um, I think when I get to a better level of videography, I can incorporate a lot of motion graphics and things into it that I would appreciate from the design aspect. So I'm just not at a point in my career right now or in my own talent or growth in videography where I can, add that right now i'm not confident enough to do that so i'm trying to do more storytelling as far as like videography and then once i feel like i'm in a good place with that i can add some flavor of design but can't just do it all at once or like try to force it um there are really creative people out there and incredible people who do both who are killing it in sound design who are doing all these different elements man and i feel like design plays a huge part in really anything and so I'm just trying to take it a day at a time and like not try to combine everything at once but yeah I definitely want to always keep design in mind because I think that there's I'm very competitive and it's hard for me to stay up currently in design and in photography and in videography man this is so tough because I know some incredible designers and they just live and breathe it and that's how you should and for me it's like I'm not living and breathing it anymore. So like I I can't play myself. It's like I I'm behind and and I acknowledge it, but I'm also if I'm gonna be behind here, I wanna be ahead here, right? So uh, I just gotta kinda do one or the other. So
0: that's that's cool though. So double doubling down on your strengths, you know yeah. your your superior strengths. Like obviously like you're still a great designer, but the reality is it's like If you're good at three things, four things, eight things, it's like you really got to pick, like, you know, what are your main two things? Because the reality is, you just don't have enough time to to become an expert at eight things. You know, maybe over your over the years, you do absolutely sure. Um, But it's just it's a long game, right? You know, it's uh, it's not a short, it's not a short term play.
1: Hundred percent.
0: Twenty fourteen. That winter, something changed. You went from uh posting a lot of design art and stuff like that to straight landscape photography. What was the catalyst there? So I moved to
1: Colorado. I was in a different design job like I was working with a lot of much bigger clients. And it was a lot of like like Mountain Dew and Pepsi and you know a whiskey company or like just different stuff that it was all very professional projects for these companies, but I couldn't share any of that on my own personal channels because that's all client-based work and you don't have the right to do that. Whereas like when I was working at an agency in Texas, we got to work on like really awesome personal flavored projects on the side because we would crush the work that we had and then be able to like have all these side things going. And it was a much more intimate process for me. Whereas like when I was in Colorado, man, it was just like hunker down and like crush these designs for certain stuff you're doing. And like, I don't know, I, it's just a little different, but I also started getting out and exploring quite a bit in Colorado with my new buddies and friends and to see these new places. And then I was kind of brought into that world of, hey, this is the other side of photography and it was like, or other side of Instagram. And I was like, this is wild, right? Because the Instagram for design, a lot of times it is, Inst- it is that way now on Instagram, but back then it was Behance, right? And it was like dribble. That, that was like the Instagram for design. If you know what you were doing, you were dope at it. That's where you were at. Right. I didn't really see a lot of that on Instagram. Um, and now the way it's evolved, why not have all your illustrations and designs? Like Christian Watson from you know, 1924 US and like, um, Adam Bickerel and all these, all these dudes that just do really incredible stuff are sharing on Instagram now. And it makes so much sense. But back then it was like, I didn't really see any of that. It wasn't to that level. That was Behance and Dribble. So, um, yeah, man, just the change of scenery and growth for me to just, like, do something different. And it made me realize how beautiful Texas is and where I grew up from. So it's always fun to go back and visit and, like, go capture things that I took for granted when I was younger. Because, like, Texas has some incredible spots, places in the south, like Oklahoma, any of that, man. Like, I really, really, really appreciate, and I've said it before, people who live in not so photogenic places And who just like crush being creative. It is insane. Like, I will say this a million times, somebody, Jared Tadlock. If you don't follow him, you need to do it now. This dude, Tadlocka, on Instagram is this dude is in Fort Hayes, Kansas, in basically the middle of nowhere, and just gets out and like shoots whatever he sees and this like kills it and has his own artistic flair on it. And then like just crushes it. And so to me, that's so inspiring because there's nothing in Fort Hayes. Like we we visited him and it's like, dude, there's not a lot out here and you really appreciate what he's creating. It's insane. And um, to, to me, that's like, that's above and beyond because if you live in Switzerland or you live in Norway and you just know how to point your phone somewhere, it's not a hard place to get a good picture, right? So a lot of people value like e- even where I live right Washington is absolutely beautiful and people think I'm an incredible photographer because I live somewhere awesome and and it's like yo if you live somewhere great that doesn't make you a good photographer right like a lot of people up here can just point their phone at the clouds and the fog take a picture and everybody thinks you're awesome it's like dude anybody could do that if you go somewhere great and you take a great photo it's different. You know, or go somewhere that's not photogenic and tell a story. That to me is way more powerful. You know, now you got cats who are like really good at photography and videography, and then go to incredible places. That's a wrap, dude. They just it—it's just killer, right? You know, you got mm-hmm. really, really good people in really good places, and it's a—that's uh, different. But a lot of people kind of get that that dilemma, and they're wrong way of seeing like just because you live somewhere awesome doesn't make you a good photographer and i think it's you're a better photographer if you don't live in that good of a place to me because it makes you so much more dynamic because you then you know because i've traveled with jared and when we go to somewhere sick it's dude just crushes it because he's because he finally has something like different to shoot and it's mm-hmm. like oh dude you know
0: everybody watch out and he probably honestly he probably looks at the world through a different lens because like when you live like i know for us like living in boise idaho i love boise but it's not necessarily like you know a lot of a lot of photographers that live here complain is like there's nothing to shoot here i wish i lived in a big city like san francisco or sure. new york city or somewhere cool the reality there, there there's plenty to shoot it's just sure. uh you got to get creative and it's, you just got to challenge your eyes and you got to like you got to quit looking at everything for what it is and really start to look up below underneath sure different angles foregrounds and just like you gotta like you said you gotta get creative so i imagine a guy like that putting him in an environment where it is stunning he's just like probably all over the place like i see this and you know where where everyone else is shooting the same shot probably he might be the dude that's up you're like what is he doing but he just he sees
1: yeah, man, it's a, it's so, and that's how all my buddies are. You know, another guy, Aaron
0: Patterson another
1: dude, Adrian Navarez, like we all shoot so differently and see different things and all have different editing styles. So we travel together so much because it, it's just such a cool dynamic to be like, I don't even see that over there. Or like Jared, he's so tall, his perspective, he can shoot <laughs> down on places. And it's like, that's wild. I would have to get on a ladder to shoot that perspective. It's just rad, man. I think it's really important to learn from each other and to be inspired by the things around you. Um, mm-hmm. And another thing, dude, say you're in Boise, Idaho, be the dude in Boise that people are like this guy knows what he's doing. Like this guy lives in Boise, Idaho and is crushing it. You know, it's like get up early, go for sunrise, go for sunset, find that color, find those angles, find the stuff you thinks appealing. And like I promise it will be way cooler than the Pacific Northwest because it's different and it's changed. Um,
0: and it's dynamic. It's it's nice too, to be honest. I always tell people like it's a blessing living here because a, the places are there if you go find them, and b, it's not overshot like all these other places. Like your work's going to stand out. It's not like oh, another Faroe Island shot, another you know Everest shot. It's like people are like oh, what mountain is that? What valley is that? You don't see that really on the gram that often
1: hundred percent,
0: man. And And so um, you're almost at an advantage. So people that live in other places, you're at an advantage. So quit looking at it like you're at a disadvantage because the reality is Instagram is so dense with the same imagery from the same places that you're really at a, you know, you have a huge opportunity to post photos that are unique and different that you don't see every day. So that's nice. Yeah. A thousand percent, man. And that's
1: that just because I moved, up, I moved up to Seattle because I've always wanted to live on the West coast. They have an international airport here. I never got to explore much of Washington for myself. And so I moved up here for that. I didn't move up here to constantly like feel like it's going to elevate my game. It's like, I'm, I'm constantly traveling and it doesn't really, I mean, matter to me where I'm living. I just wanted to meet new people and have new experiences and see a lot of the beautiful places up here that I've seen, and you know maybe after a few years, if I'm if I'm ready, I might move somewhere. meal, maybe go surf in California for a couple of years. I don't know. I might stay here.
0: My so I, Boise. I,
1: yeah, exactly, man. I might find my wife in Boise. You just never know. Hey, they're here. <laughs> they're, they're here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah. Point me out. Point me
0: out so in 2015 so in the winter of 2015 going into 2016 bro i noticed that's where you really so you had been out you had been shooting you've been doing all this stuff and that's when you really developed your colors like in everyone 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 that i talk to every time i bring up your name the first thing that people bring up is oh my gosh i love short stash i love his colors man his colors are just so good like is he ever gonna do this is he ever gonna do that so, what, what uh, happened? What happened during that winter? Like, like you really developed your, your style that winter and like, you know, how did, how did, you know, how did that come about? Yeah, man. I, uh, I
1: just, I don't know. I, Started really digging and playing around, um, so I started in Photoshop. I was shooting in all camera raw. I wasn't ever really familiar with Lightroom, uh, Photoshop, because I was a designer, and we you would design heavily in Illustrator and design in Photoshop. So I was just familiar to what I knew. And so I developed like, you know, how my colors would look, certain color schemes I liked, and I think it was because I had a design background. Like this color pal- pairs well with this color. This is a complementary color to this color. This is like secondary to this scheme. And so, so you, was,
0: the, so you understood the actual color science.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, for me, it's like I know what pairs well when I do logo design or branding. You know, and identity work as a designer. To me, I brought that into my photography. Like, you will always know like my blues are very similar uh, in every scene, no matter where I go. Because sometimes in a different environment, they'll be more vibrant, but it'll still be the same tonal hue scale of what that blue looks to me and then my greens will be in that same scale or like my oranges are more like red or my reds are more orange or my yellows are more like orange and you know or something's desaturated or something's pulled back it's like it's because that's what's visually pleasing to me and what fits my aesthetic and what my vision looks like and i feel like that's grown over the past like a lot over the past year um i feel like as of like you know maybe a couple months ago that i feel like it's in a good place of growth that i'm confident in and you know it could change but right now like i really like uh where my style and focus has gone as far as consistency and persistence and aesthetic and like figuring out what works uh for me because i i I think it is successful in my sense is like i went to indonesia and then back and then the Canada and then Nicaragua and like all these places are way different from each other, but it somehow all correlates and looks, you know, consistent and it looks cohesive. So it's like, I think I've, you know, figured out where my look stands in these situations. And I think that for everyone, man, that's a good point to be at because it means you're dynamic and you have found a way to push your style in every environment. Um, I know a lot of young photographers who are only, can only shoot one thing or can only shoot in one environment. And it's like what they're comfortable with, but take them to the desert or take them like in the city and they don't know how to do it, man. They just don't. But take that as a blessing and be like, all right, this is how I get out of my comfort zone. This is how I push myself. That's important, man. You got to learn and know how to shoot everything. Um, and then if you can bring it into your style and it's like, yo, this guy, you know, people ask me, I'm like, They're like, this was shot during midday. And then you have a shot at sunset and somewhere at sunrise, but they all look cohesive. And it's like, yeah, because one, you're not always going to be in the best time of day. You're not always going to have the best light. You're not always going to have the best conditions. And it's up to you to find a way to make it all correlate and like gel. And so I think that's just a, and I still struggle with that at times and want to push myself to make it look, you know, very close, but Yeah, I think it's just uh, a sense of design background that I had that helps
0: me with my color wheel. Absolutely. So you'd probably, so you'd say it'd be wise for artists to learn a little bit about color theory and things like that. Some of the fundamental just art, for sure, man. Art skills that'll really just help you know your photography and filmmaking. You know, help bring it to the next level.
1: Yeah, and like some people want to have one thing. Like you see some people's feeds of like one preset blown out through a 100 images and they're all the same two colors right and it doesn't look good on some images and looks really bad on one image and really great on another image right it's like well yeah that's consistent but it doesn't look good right it just looks like you want to have a one aesthetic like grid and that's fine but to me it's like if you have a whole like you say you have 10 photos and 20% like each one of them are from a different environment different light different landscape different you know is it a person is it a thing is it like there's so many things you can switch up composition coloring time of day location you know I go a lot in color schemes right so not all my images are like blue focused. and I'll have some green focus then I might rotate between like Warm, cool, warm, cool, warm, cool, or like desert, snow, desert, snow, like people, you know, it's, it's a a personal thing for me, the way I lay things out and the way I visually see something as pleasing to my eye. And, you know, it doesn't have to just be the same thing over and over and over. And it's like, Oh, I'm consistent. It's like, no, because when I travel, and people, you know, you visit places and companies want you to post where you're at, it's like, okay, well, you better buck up because this environment is way different than what you just were, you know? So it's like, now's your time to like grow and switch it up. So um, you gotta be open to change and like, go shoot during the day, man. I love a lot of my shots that are shot during the day. I like the use of light. I like the blue skies because I it challenge you to know how to treat, Blues and like how you're going to treat your blues and how you're going to approach it. Sometimes my blues are very desaturated and gone. Other times they're very dark, desaturated, and vibrant in a sense of like, I know it's an oxymoron, but like they're, it's like a steel blue and it's very apparent, but like at the same time, um, it's consistent with something that might be brighter blue and whiter. It's just because it's visually connecting the same because of my style. So I think a lot more goes into it than people think. That's why I don't sell presets because it, it, that's you're literally not going to get what I get because a lot of what I shoot goes into before I actually click the shutter. My colors are customized in my camera. Um, the way I shoot may be underexposed or overexposed because of the way I want to capture a color in its truest form. And then that I know what I'm going to do to it in post-processing. You know, it affects the way I shoot it beforehand. And so it's just way more than a one click trick to be like, Oh, this looks like short stashes work. It's like, I promise you it's not what goes into it. Um, and I don't want to lead people astray saying that like, yeah, dude, uh, for 50 bucks, you can buy these, these presets. And for me, it's like, you're not, it's not going to look any, any, you know, anywhere close to that. And, uh, I think a lot of people have their presets out there that give people a great foundation to start from and that and that's awesome um but for me personally it, it, it's just not going to be there
0: <laughs> well it'd be a, it'd be a false representation and you don't want to put that out for sure there. Like exactly you, like you said it's it's not my it's it's the whole package it's a, your work each photo is a production it's the pre-production the production and the post-production and it's the three together working that produces that image it's not a preset, a preset, you know, you couldn't put together a preset pack and people couldn't recreate your look. And so, sure. why would you want to do that and have people upset that are like, oh, it doesn't look right? And it's like, yeah, it's because you don't do what I do in pre production and production, yeah. which doesn't allow you to re- achieve the same result in the post. Sure. And like,
1: you know, I know that you mentioned earlier, while we're on the subject, man, as I am interested and doing online tutorials and stuff like that when it comes to that point in my career. But I, uh, right now, I am about to kick off a video series. I want to do like a three-part project. Um, I know we kind of chatted out about it before, but I, it's gonna be like one video will be all the camera gear I use. Like here's certain lenses I use, right? Like it might be kind of a one-on-one for beginners or people that are interested, like what does that lens do? The focal length, why I like to shoot it, what does 1.4 mean, what does 1.6 mean, like what does that mean, right? And like what kind of look that gives people and a sense of like scale or depth or things like that, right? Like a lot of that goes into something that's visually pleasing to the eye. And so I think a video about that and have it really well produced and show people like, this is what I do. And that they're actually learning something and gaining value and they you know, take some notes and like, learn about it, right. Or rewind it, play it. And then another video about me actually getting into the editing process of like, here's the tools I use. You know, if you shift this, this is what happens. If you shift this, this is what happens. You know, if you tone this down, this is what happens, you know, and like, I want to teach people in a sense of like how I fish, you know, how to fish, not just give them fish. And so I think to me that would be very valuable and people would be like, oh, that's sick. I'm stoked to go like make my own presets, right? And like build on them, you know, that might not be what you want to do in a couple of weeks. Be like, oh, I actually like want my blacks to be a little bit faded Or I want them to be, my photos to be a little bit more grainy to where it's like this film effect, or I want it to be so clean and sharp and dynamic, like that's what I want, right? Let me teach you how to go about doing that. If you don't know how to do that, like get in there and dig and like, I'll show you where those tools are. They're all there, right? People just don't, Mm -hmm. don't know.
0: No, absolutely. And I'm stoked. I can't wait to, I can't wait for that release. I can't wait to to push those tutorials, man. That's going to be super exciting. For sure.
1: So I'm going to be doing that during, um, I think the next coming, like the next couple months. Okay. get it, get it cracking. Cause it's kind of a slow time for everybody in the year getting yeah. close to Christmas and stuff like that. So I'm going to really take the time cause I don't want it to be rushed. I don't want it to be like forced. I want it to just be really well thought out and like, you know, point out some things to people or questions I've been asked and stuff like that. And just like really love on people with trial and error that I've gone through. It's like, I'm not an expert. Uh, by any means, and I learn every day. But it's like this could help someone else. I, I don't know.
0: The expert enough. That's what I always tell people. That you, you're, you're never too novice to share knowledge. You know, what sure. I mean? as, long, as long as the person you're sharing it with is is not as good as you, then you're an expert. Like, you know For what sure. I mean? Like, I like that. And, expert enough. <laughs> yeah, like you're <laughs> expert enough. Like, to, I get by. To, yeah. y- exactly. You don't have to be. There's always going to be someone better. So like, you're never going to be. Sure. The, you know what I mean? The guy of all guys, but there's always going to be people below you. So like the moment you learn something like, why not just give it back, you know, for sure. So, and like, it's funny, you're talking about making presets. Like I love, it's nice. Like it's, it's one thing for people to buy presets, right? Whether they know how to make them or not. But like, once you understand the tools that you're using, it's really, like I get a lot of joy out of making presets. Like I'll be editing, I, I edit my photo and it's like, for me, it's like a song. So it's like I have the a, a brand new edit that's so sleek. Then I save the preset. And then I, even when I'm naming the preset, I enjoy naming it. Like, I, I have so much fun naming my presets and, like, based for off sure. of the edit. And it's like a whole, like, I feel like I'm creating an album. It's like I got my photos from the shoot, my new presets I've created. And it's like I've created this entire production inside of my workflow sure. that – you know, sings to me. And now I can always go back to those when you know whenever I'm trying to achieve that vibe or whatever it might be.
1: Yeah, man. I mean like when I go to Canada or if I when I was an in Indonesia, man, I had that my preset was that Indo sauce. You know, yeah. It was like the the outdoor, you know, it was my lifestyle sauce. And it was like, you know, those those it was my aesthetic in that scene. And that's it separately. <laughs> those colors and those adjustments work for that environment. I can't put endo sauce on a forest out here because it doesn't work. You know, I got to then build something else out here, you know, whether it's my stranger Things sauce or something else that's out here that, that works, man. And that's the beauty of it. I, I love that process too. But, you know, and, and that's just, yeah, that's part of the fun. Dude,
0: I love it. How many flavors of sauce are you working with, bro?
1: Man, I got a whole cabinet full of jars uh, that I got just uh, stored away. And so... Yeah, I probably have over the time of, you know, shooting, I probably have like 15 or 16 different presets that I've gone through. Cause some correlate well and are slightly adjusted through different environments. And some are it's way different, man. But yeah, I have a, I have a cabinet full. So. Sauce on deck,
0: bro. The sauce master.
1: Yeah. So
0: yeah, I think that's,
1: that's part of the joy.
0: What's the craziest, like, what's, I don't know, what's, what's the craziest adventure story you have? Like, so you've been all over the world. Yeah. You've been, you've been blessed. You really have, you've been blessed to, you know, to have the opportunity to, to be all over the world. And you know, you've worked really hard to, uh, to be given those opportunities. What are some of the, you know, tell us one crazy story or something that's happened on one of your adventures. Sure. I'm trying to think, man.
1: There's always like certain little things that happen. I never had like one giant experience that was like, wow, I, <coughs> that did not go as planned, you know? So I'm, I'm thankful for that in a sense, because a lot of times those are either dangerous or something went really bad. But I can tell, I, I'll share with you a special moment for me that I thought was, I'll tell you two of them. One of them was when I went to Norway with my buddy Adrian and Aaron, and uh, we were in the middle of the Arctic Circle. Pulled over, we we're getting ready to go hike pre stolen the next morning, and this like snowstorm blew in and like this rain. And so we set up a tent and we all got inside of it and basically just like waited it out all night long. And it was crazy. We're in the middle of the Arctic Circle. Shout out to T Mobile for having bomb service for once. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they like, we were sitting in the tent and everybody was just kind of chatting. And I had incredible service and it's just free of charge up there. And uh, so I hotspotted both Aaron and Adrian and we all just like watched Netflix, got caught up in work and just kicked it for hours in our tent, man. In the middle of the Arctic Circle, nowhere in a blizzard in a tent, just getting buried. You know, and it was just so fun to just like know in that moment you were sharing that with somebody. And like I was watching The Office, you know, halfway across the world in the middle of the night. I don't know. It was just crazy feeling, Um, and in that same night, man, I thought about like I wanted a wife with me. You know, I wanted my person with me to experience it. I wanted my dog with me. I wanted someone else to experience that moment. And so it uh, it keeps things in check, man. When you have those certain little moments of joy and of, I guess, just of like weird experiences like that. But another one for me that was really, really special, and I think people can, can see it is like uh, when I went to the British Virgin Islands with Sony, we, um, we like, so many of us out there hadn't been following each other for years and never met, right? And um, we all finally met in Miami, and then we all head out to, to BBI, right? When we get out there, we've already hung out for a couple of days, like, everybody's building these relationships with each other. It's like, oh, I didn't know this guy was at was like, who he is, like, this dude's really cool. He seemed like he would be shy. And it's like, oh, this guy's exactly who I thought he'd be. He's a super rad dude. And, um, it's just, it's just fun, man, getting to really know people that you follow. Cause some people are different socially than they are online. And sometimes it's in a good way. Sometimes it's in a horrible way. But thankfully all the people I were with were such great, great souls, man. And, and when we go out there, they say, Hey, we're going to scuba dive today. Most of us had never scuba dived. And so we're all learning how to breathe together underwater, right? Like how rad is that? Okay, so then we go through our little class and then they're like, hey, we're going to take you guys out to the ocean to dive a, a shipwreck. That's the bottom of the ocean floor. And everybody is just like, let's ride. So we get out there and at one moment, man, they're like, all right, everybody start breathing. We start shimmying down this rope that's anchored from our boat all the way down to this black abyss where it's like this shipwreck and in this moment man i'm like shimmying down the rope and i see like this this gang of people like all of us just as one unit squad rolling down to the bottom of the ocean like behind each other like navy seals type stuff and we get down there and it was in this moment i took a picture and i shared it on facebook and it was like I think I had like seven people in the shot and we're all just sitting at the bottom of the ocean and it's like these are like my family now and my friends and we're all in this moment together breathing underwater somewhere crazy in the world at a shipwreck looking at each other like how cool is this right like how rad is this experience some of us came from all over the world to share this one moment together and like we are connected and damn it what a time to be alive you know, it was just like this this surreal experience for me looking around and fish are going around me and stuff. I'm just like looking at people because you can't communicate down there, right? Like there's no, everybody's like waving their hands and giving each other thumbs up and like high fives. And it's just like, how crazy is this, man? What a blessing it is to be alive and to have this experience with each other and, and thankful for Sony to put it together. And it's just like, dude, this is what it was all about for me. And I just had this moment breathing underwater that was like, dude, this is life to like experiences with people and yes it was an incredible one being in the ocean and doing this wild stuff but like that can happen in a desert that can happen in someone's house like that can happen on your front porch everybody's had those nights right where you're like man I love these people it was just so cool to just share that at the bottom of the ocean on the other side of the world and like no one else is there but you guys and it's like damn this is this is pretty cool
0: that's life man
1: that's uh yeah, man. That um yeah, I just That's I hold that, life. yeah, I hold that moment true. I am just like how awesome is this to share these experiences with people that you hadn't met before but wanted to and now you guys are just loving on each other and we're all down in the ocean just just shooting and hanging out, man. It's just wild.
0: Dude, it is wild. And 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 I know we you and I had, it spoke, you know, the other day a little bit about you know, valuing experiences over like materialism. And 100%. so I'm curious on, you know, why do you think it's, you know, why would you recommend that, you know, people within the community save up their money and, and, and buy an awesome experience and go somewhere with people and have fun versus, you know, buying the, buying the new iPhone X and dropping 1,200, 13, whatever, sure. you know, how much that's going to cost. Sure. Yeah, man.
1: I just, uh, that was the thing, dude, Our memories and moments are priceless, right? I'll hit you with the dad quote. It's just like, those are priceless, man. Like they really are because back when I didn't have any gear, um, and no money and eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with Mella for weeks at a time. Like we, it's moments, right? Like having fun at the park together or like exploring with my buddies in Colorado and like getting zero sleep or, yeah, like cowboy camping at the, at the top of, uh, Alpine Lake when you forget your tent. Like, <laughs> stuff like that, man. Uh, these moments that you just cannot buy. You can't pay for, it, man. And then, and like, you just get, you just gotta go do it, right? Like, I didn't have any gear with me at the time to really capture it all that well. And it was just, I remember it like it was yesterday, right? And, um, yeah, man, I, uh, I I can't stress enough to people to just like create those opportunities for themselves. I get asked all the time, how do you travel so much or must be nice, you know, and all the bitter, whatever, passive aggressive comments. And it's like, listen, dude, it's like, if I went on a helicopter tour, it's like, I paid for that. Or like, I went and bought a ticket to go somewhere. Or like, not everything is just like given to people. You know, a lot of times you're blessed with opportunities and companies pay for it. A lot of times, man, you just, if you want that experience, go get it,
0: and even if it is all paid for, it's paid for because the hard work that you the legs
1: exactly you put yeah in, man,
0: the prior you know what I mean, so
1: yeah uh, and it's just people don't understand that and and I can't stress enough to just like get out there and get after it, man, and those things will those things will happen,
0: yeah, bro, step one, don't be a hater <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't you shouldn't. No, that's a serious thing. Like you know, I, I was walking with some buddies a few months ago, and some a younger gentleman came driving by in a Lambo. And the first thing that came out of my mouth was "Good for you, bro!" Like you know, <laughs> like that's what's up. You know, <laughs> and while well, my and then the the people behind me, I could just hear them being like, "Oh, he's driving his daddy's Lambo. That's not his. He's probably rented it." And I just kind of looked back at him like. Like, yo, that's the wrong mindset. Like, and that's probably why you're never gonna like get to where you guys wanna go, because you guys are haters. You guys Sure. You guys you guys can't give love and appreciation to other people's success. Therefore you're probably never gonna have your own success because you don't have respect for success. You know what I mean? And and then so people you shouldn't hate on other people because they're able to travel around the world and, and do these things. You should be excited for them and and if anything write them a message and ask how they got to where they're at, you know, ask for advice sure. if that's what you want rather than, uh, you know, just assuming that they were spoon fed or, or whatever it may be. Everyone's got a different story. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, man. And and then to go back to, you know, what you said too, like you just got to do it, man. People need to take action. They need to quit, uh, waiting for an opportunity, go and create an opportunity and quit waiting for someone to to give you that push because, There's a good chance that person may never come along. And so you got to be self-motivated. And if you really want something, don't talk about it. Be about it and take action. Like, bro, this is 2017. The tools are available. We have the internet. So like there's really no excuses for anything. Yeah, man. I agree.
1: Like I – you know, dude, if you want to go get a Lambo for a day and flex on everybody, go do it.
0: Right? And enjoy (laughs)
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if people are going to say that, man, that, kid, that dude just could have rented it for the day just because he wanted to feel like what it was to drive a Lambo, man. Exactly. And and some people, like their goal is to be like, I'm going to own an Ashton Martin one day and I'm going to drive around in my loafers. I'm going to flex on everyone and that's what's going to make me happy. Other people, <laughs> Other people – can be rich in their own ways, and be like, I don't. I'm gonna be so rich because I don't want to spend it on anything. I want to bless my family. I want a small cabin somewhere, and that's how I'm gonna live. And that's what's fulfilling to me. And that's great, man. It's to each his own. That's the blessing of it, right? Like, who cares?
0: Yes. <laughs> Let, exactly. Like the, the the thing that I tell people is, you should be so focused on your own growth and your own dreams and your own goals that you don't have you don't have an ounce of energy left to spread any hate or harm or foul intentions or sure. or any of that stuff it should just be love like you you know if you're focused on your thing then you don't have time to like be worried about what everyone else is doing like you're just in your own lane and so sure. uh especially for artists that's i think i think when you stay in your own lane too that's when you create your most original art and uh and the more people you can find that are in that same mindset the better because i think when you have a group of people that are on that same mentality, then oh my goodness, like the art that comes out of that collective rat. is is yeah, yeah, it's special, it's special, and that's why you see, you know, like Aesop Mob, like music, mm-hmm. like you know what I mean, like you think of like musical groups and like it's like there's more power in in groups, like you see a lot of just beautiful and even people that are solo artists, like they're not solo artists, like they got a team around them, they may be less seen, you know, they're more behind the scenes, but. They got a team of very inspirational people around them that they all vibe together, and it's what allows them to create epic music and art and and things like that.
1: Hundred percent, man. Like I just, yeah, dude. Um, I think that that's just those are just valuable, valuable, valuable things to keep in mind, and just know that like that type of knowledge is so important to create
0: and. What type yeah, of music man. do you listen to, by the way? I always you're always slapping some bangers, but Oh yeah, man. I, I always thought all... you were interesting before I got to know you more. Like, I always like I'm like, yeah, like Short is an interesting ass dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A lot of
1: people based on my looks would know that I listen to all hip hop and rap, you know? Um,
0: yeah. And I, love, I thought you'd be that. like Luke. I thought you'd be like Luke didn't even know who dude. Real quick. We were in London, bro. We had tickets to J. Cole. Uh-huh. And Luke didn't even know who Jay J. Cole was. Yeah. It <laughs> was
1: so funny, man. Yeah, because like, Luke's, Luke's basically everything but rap and hip hop, right? Like yeah. he grew up yeah. on like rock and roll, man. And like uh, it's just so funny how things are influenced, right? Like I, I don't know, like I out here, everybody listens to. I mean, I found a quite a bit of homies that listen to what I do, but a lot of people out here listen to like real folk or alternative and indie, and I love all that stuff too, man. And I have buddies. Also, that I grew up with, we all listen to Screamo and like, and you know, Census Fail and, and like, Under Oath and all that stuff, dude. And it was just, I love all that music, man. And, and it's so fun to sh- see who shares the same interests. And, um, yeah, dude, I'm constantly slapping somebody's mixtape or something that no one has really heard in a while or throwing it back to, uh, some oldies. But yeah, man, I, if I could, I would just have, you know, videos that i can pump out with just an absolute heater on it from a rap artist that i love and try to keep it professional but it just does not it doesn't work that way uh, uh, so no. that's dude that's why we gotta go shoot some music videos bro we do man because i um, nothing gets me more hype when i see something like that if i see a really really sweet edit and someone's got a you know a future song in there or it's a young thug coming on and they know how to cinematically display it that stuff gets me so hyped and uh it's crazy you know i've seen some people do some really rad edits to like some you know college football stuff or you know certain hype videos that jacob really owens put some, bro yeah right dude i just sheesh that gets me hype and you know that's just my taste some people are like yeah it is what it is but like i love it all for what it is and i think it's it's a lot of fun dude but yeah anybody that's traveled with me knows that i love uh yeah, I love to slap it, dude. You gotta get into it, man, and put some of those bangers on. And it's just so funny. Like I was with uh, Rob Strock the other day and Mason Pendergast, and we were out there rolling up, and uh, we had some rap kind of lowly on in the volume. And Mason was like, "Hey, dude, who's who's throwing on these tunes?" And so we just like turned it up. Then everybody started saying who they like the most and throwing on different albums and throwing on different mixtapes. And uh, yeah, dude, it just it can bring people together. And uh, it's just a blast.
0: Absolutely, bro. We're going to have to change that handle to like freaking short <laughs> trap or <laughs> trap stash. Hey, trap stash. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, got, I got a few. I got a few questions real quick to wrap sure. this up from the community. So I know we already touched base on this. So at rich.d asks, will short stash ever do an editing tutorial? Yes. We've already talked about that. So an yeah. editing tutorial will be coming out. Sure. Give us a few months, but we're going to be dropping some, some heat there. At sure. uh, John Wyatt 116 asks, are your tones done in Lightroom or Photoshop? So you said that you early on were using Photoshop, but now yeah. uh, mm-hmm. is, that, is it still a mixture of both or is it just Lightroom? Uh, or- I just
1: use Lightroom now. But um, yeah, and it, it just depending. Sometimes I'll have to use both to really achieve – a oh, look I'm I have set in mind, but for the most part, man, it's yeah, it's lightroom. I'm just using the same tool that everybody else does. Okay. No, uh, no secret, no magician.
0: Yeah. No shortcuts, baby. Nope. At James Poppy. <laughs> At, James Pop. <laughs> At Champagne Poppy. <laughs> he asked uh he asked what drawbacks of being a travel, you know, what are the drawbacks of being a travel photographer? And other times when you lose motivation and interest? And what do you do during those moments? 100%
1: man. Drawbacks can be burning yourself out on travel. And you can just get so tired. Uh, My fatigue will kick up. If I'm not in the gym for a long time, man, it just really, really gets to my body and my mind. And like really brings me down. So I have to take breaks and work. Uh, have try to have a healthier diet try to get out there run man lift do all you can to stay healthy and I think gets so 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 important and i think that you know when you do get in those ruts <clears throat> take some time to like push yourself back um take it in you know, rethink, regroup, um, shoot some different stuff, watch some tutorials, watch some movies. Dude, I'm constantly watching movies. Um, just playing in the background. I'm getting inspired from different things. I'm watching Vimeo staff picks. I'm watching The Office. Just like making me laugh about certain things or like constantly being put in a better mood. And I think that, yeah, during those off times, man, Jordan has off days, dude. And sometimes you just don't, you don't shoot the basketball. You just hang out and take some time off. Like I basically took off all of October just to reset and like hang out at home for a while and sleep and do nothing. And I think that's just important to have that personal growth is to allow yourself to, to just take it all in, man. Relax. You, you gotta, you've got to have those, that time, treat yourself, man, go get a massage. It's important, dude. You know, go lift, go run, stretch those muscles. Like, you know, you don't only stretch your brain, you know, exercise your brain, but like you got to physically exercise and get that stress out.
0: Yeah. You got to feed the body, bro. And you got to feed the soul, man. I think, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with balance, right? Like you're gonna, to have momentum and and creativity and all that stuff, you got to have times where you just don't have any momentum and no creativity. It's just like, it's like what we were talking about earlier, like with relationship, there's always the good and bad. And with art, there's no different. Like artists aren't always on like you're just not always having great ideas and always adventuring and always like you got your ups and downs. Sometimes you're super creative and it's just flowing and you can just like, and when that's hitting, you got to take full advantage of it sure. because yeah. it's not there forever. And then when it runs out, you just got to kick it and relax and rejuvenate. And uh there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to constantly be, you know, moving. And I think as people, we live in this busy, busy society to where like you almost feel like you're not, you almost feel down upon yourself, like if you just take a break, because like it's looked. You know, we're all about grinding now, right? It's like it's cool to grind and to work twenty four seven and to be that guy that's like, I'm grinding, I'm grinding. Sure. Um, and that's that's a sad, you know. That's not. I don't think there's anything cool about that. I think. No. You know, you should you should strive to just get proficient in what you do. Like you should be able to have a balanced life. You should be able to have make time for your yourself and your friends. You should be able to make time for work, and you should be able to make time for like. Whatever you do whatever feeds your soul, if that's reading, if that's boxing, whatever it may be, like whatever your thing is, outside sure. of your paid gig or whatever, like you gotta make sure there's time for that. Like mine is my skateboard, like and I always I always keep my board with me and I always make time to go to the skate park. Even if I'm not, you know, shredding and like riding as hard as I used to ride, like it's my yoga. You know what I mean? Like sure. that's my happy place. I get I throw on my headphones and I go cruise the park and you know, sure. throw a few things down and I'm good.
1: Yeah. That's important, man.
0: You got to. I uh,
1: I can't stress that enough. Do do some things that, you know, keep you fresh, keep you different, and have you know have your thing, and you know, whatever that yep. is.
0: At Zachary David underscore asks if no one ever saw your photos, would you still be doing photography?
1: Yes, now. No, back then it's hard to say, man. That's just, it's a hard question to to answer because. Um, I like what I like right you know and it's teach his own and that's the beauty um ah, it's that's such a good question right I like think for anybody I mean that, that that goes for like design and stuff like that I think that deep down every person wants to, everybody wants to be a people pleaser and wants to feel appreciated right and for me if you know me I don't care about what anybody thinks you know I respect everybody's opinion but like I could care less what anybody thinks, dude. I do my do my own thing, and um, at times it's a great thing. Other times it's bad. So it's like I don't care, you know, that it has a say. But um, it's just I I think that you know I'll just leave it open ended in a sense that a little bit of yes and no. I don't know. Um, I love what I'm doing now. I loved when I was designing, and I designed for myself, and I still shoot for myself. I shoot because I love to do it, and I think that sharing it is an outlet, right, to just like, hey, what do you guys like think of this? Like, do you think it's as cool as I think um, type deal? And I think that's where a lot of satisfaction and growth comes from. It's like, that's cool. I think people really dig that concept. And if they don't, I could care less either. I don't, <laughs> you know, it's just whatever. But I think it's a little bit of yes and no. Um, yes, because I, I love to shoot and I love to create no matter what. But um, you know, if all platforms disappeared, I would still shoot and just have this one giant banging collection of my work but you know you lose a little bit of your fire if you're not able to like share with the world that's the experiences that's things it's places that's people i don't know man i think that's it's a, it's tricky but yes and no
0: yeah it, that is a tough question because a large portion of you know being an artist is is uh sharing your art you know <laughs> sure because it's meant yeah. to be it's meant to be shown that way people can you know, because everyone has a different opinion, and it gets people's minds moving and all that good stuff. So, yeah. anywho, last question is from at social. He asks, "What's the key to create the soft matte tones that you create in Lightroom?" You don't have to answer that, but if you want to give for, a little tip or something, you can. I got a question for at social. How'd you get that handle, fam? No, not social. <laughs> short. It's short S C H O R S H A L Short. I thought it was at social. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I dude, I know the cat that got the at London Instagram.
1: That's wild. Yeah, I mean I, I know. just that's uh that's interesting. Um it's yeah, I mean it's just like uh playing around over the past year, I think, just developing what my darks and lights look like, what my highlights look like, um how I want to view it, how it's different than most, or how I want it to just feel like this moodier storytelling piece. It's just the process for me is what makes it that way. I've never been like, oh, I want to have this look. It's just something that's evolved for me. So I, I think it's just been built over time, man. I don't, I don't know. But as far as like physically making it look that way, it's just playing around in Lightroom just like anybody else can, man. I think it's just like getting in there and seeing what you like. That's the beauty
0: word so at social you know you're just gonna have to wait bro until this editing tutorial drops. <laughs> hey, hey straight up there's only two ways it's either figure it out on your own for sure or hold tight homie. yeah man
1: for <laughs> sure but it's like i have no secrets man what i'm doing anybody else could do right like we all have the same, same app it's just discovery
0: um, it. it's just yeah you gotta dude. figure it out
1: for sure but yeah I I think just wait for it to drop.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, bro. Before we go, I always like to end the show with you know with the artists giving just a piece you know, giving their giving, you know, whatever message they want to share with the community. You know, whatever you're feeling passionate about right now, whether that's you know, people abusing Instagram and getting burnt out and using it for the wrong ways, whether that's inspiring people to just get out and go explore and create and whatever, like whatever message you want to share, man, it's your platform. So I'm going to give you the mic and just let you do your thing. For me, everybody is so after
1: each other, man. It's unreal. Everybody's bitter. Everybody's passive aggressive online. Everybody wants to see people fail to try to prove someone wrong, prove someone right. Like it's insane, Right, the amount of saltiness on in the internet is just is mind boggling, and it's sad. I can touch on a, I'll touch on a sensitive subject, man. I posted a photo the other day in Oregon, uh, of this waterfall, and everybody is trying to comment on a photo saying it's illegal to be down there. Right? It's actually not. When we were there that day, um, there's trails that you can take down to this little spot, and. Um, We've also fished down there before and we talked to a gentleman about the water heights that was there at the moment and like had a good conversation about people being there, right? At the top there's signs saying like don't go over this fence right here because you can fall and that's very, very good information, right? But if you just walk around and find these trails, you just walk down there and I have no intent to lead people astray. I have no intent to have some like plan to just be like, yo, break the rules for Instagram. I've never been that way. Be respectful of people, be respectful of places. And that's no intent to ever lead someone astray. And if I was wrong, man, I would gladly admit it. And but it's like people want to be so rude, dude, and try to hate on other people. And it's like I love the states I visit and I always wanna be respectful of the places I go to and always, you know, leave no trace and like Um, be more acknowledged and like learn from people and older gentlemen and women there and like just love on the environment, love on people, dude. But I have no sense of like being hateful to people. Like I'll gladly welcome questions or like try to help if I can, but I've never been the one that's like, I'm going to break all these rules, dude. And just like post it online because it's a dope shot. I don't drone where I'm not supposed to. I don't do anything where I'm not supposed to because I know that people look up to me for an example and stuff like that you know but people just love to try to get at you and it's like listen man deep down we're all the same people i'm not trying to be somebody i'm not if you have a real concern like send me a message or like give me a shout like i'll call you and like walk through it but like i don't know what you want me to say other than i'm not encouraging people to do stupid stuff they'll do that on their own <laughs> right and like i i just i encourage people to just love on each other more and try to um get to know people more before you just like are so judgmental to others man and just like try to hold people to a certain standard and level of respect and just like love on each other more man everybody is out to get each other and i just don't get it and yeah i'll just leave you you know with that of just like be respectful to each other and places and things and yeah man just hold that hold that level of maturity to ask questions and to have conversations and to just we're all people dude like If something bad happens, like, be there for each other. If something great happens, congratulate each other, man. And just, like, love on people, dude. Everybody's so hateful these days, and it's it's crazy. And and it's my goal, dude, that, you know, in the future is to be traveling around and loving on people, bringing community together, and bringing it back down to its roots of just, like, sharing things with people, teaching them, helping them with their camera, and elevating everyone's sense of life and, like, breathe life into people man love on what they have to say what they want to do if they have mixed feelings or arguments man just like hash it out and just like really help people and that's my goal man It's just like love on people and so yeah so upcoming future i know me and you are talking about uh plans to do so so everybody needs to stay tuned for that
0: stay tuned baby aov (laughs) and the team seriously seriously like our like We are going to be bringing so much love and inspiration and empowerment and more life to a a city near you very soon, man. So everyone stay tuned. Short Sass, thank you for coming on the podcast and, and spreading that love. Dude, yeah, what a great episode, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Please share the Art of Visuals podcast with your friends and make sure to hit that subscribe button. Sharing is caring. You can follow Art of Visuals on Instagram at Art of Visuals or sign up for the Art of Visuals newsletter on ArtofVisuals.com. Join us next episode for more, but until then, let's continue to visually inspire the world together.